Hi, welcome to Wandering Into the Woods, a podcast brought to you by the creators of Adventures with BG. I'm Linda. And this is Jarrett. And today we are going to wrap up our Sagantai trek tour um, and tell you about our last day out on the trail before reaching Machu Picchu. So for day four, um, you start out at La Playa and you end up at Aguas Calientes. Um, and the middle stop is Hydroelectrica, where you can catch a train or I guess you could walk back as an optional tour. So as far as the day goes, um, you start down at 2,000 meters or 6,716 feet. You actually have a pretty steep climb up to a lookout at a place called, let's see, Yactapata. Yactapata, as Linda just said. Ugh, that's, a, that's hard for me to say as a white person. Um, so you climb up to that, and that is about a three-hour trek. Uh, it's a lookout and it's an old Inca like settlement, uh, site slash lookout fortress, all of those things combined. Uh, the elevation is 2,650 meters or 800 or excuse me, 8,694 feet. So that's 2000 foot elevation gain over three hours. So that's pretty brutal. Then going down, it's even steeper. It's like insanely steep. Uh, insanely steep. Oh, for sure. Um, and you go down to a low of nineteen thousand or yeah, nineteen hundred meters, or six thousand. Uh huh. Two hundred and thirty-three. Two hundred and thirty-three feet. Yeah. So and that's over two hours. So that's even more of a you know steep incline going down, and it can be pretty brutal on the knees. Um, after that. You arrive at the train station where you have lunch. Um, it's kind of a weird place. It's kind of like a town with shops, but no one really lives there. So I guess it's like the, I kind of feel like it's the Amer uh, Peruvian kind of equivalent of Las Vegas where mm -hmm. all these people are there doing things, running shops, but it doesn't seem like anyone lived there. Maybe they do, but you know, just kind of a service industry place and not a whole lot of houses because it's just the train station and, you know, you know, locals coming through and or tourists. After that, you apparently uh, can do a optional hike all the way to Aquas Calientes. We didn't do that. We rode the train. So that's a, either a three-hour hike or, you know, about an hour-long train ride. And Aquas Calientes is at 2,040 meters or 6,692 feet. Um, the day total, you can be moving for eight hours and up to 10 and a half kilometers and 6.5 miles. Is that right? Yeah, but we ended up doing overall five hours and 14.2 kilometers or 8.8 .8 miles. Hmm, that math didn't add up. <laughs> well, but I'm just going by what the Llama Path um, website uh, map says. Okay. And that's what it is telling us that. So um, that must be an additional. So we did the 14.2 kilometers or 8.8 .8 miles. Right. You can have the option to do another 10 and a half or 6.5 miles if you do the walk to Aguas Calientes. So for you guys, I guess you could total 25 kilometers or what is that? 15, 17 miles, 15, 16 miles. Yeah, but you're, you're right. It does seem a little bit crazy because, you know, we did, yeah, maybe, maybe because it's so flat from either Electrica to Aguas Calientes. It wouldn't be as bad. Yeah. So it looked so like maybe. a really cool place to hike. But yeah, so you could have a really big day that last day. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of it for, for your last day of the trek um, as far as your numbers go. So we began that day by doing our usual um, really awesome breakfast, and we made sure that we had our pack ready for the day. And this is the last day 
Last time you see your cooks, so your chef and your two assistant chefs, and they've got like a water guy or something. Yeah, and uh, can you remind me, did we tip them at that point, or did we tip everybody together at I the think end? We, no, I think we tipped everyone the day the horse guys and the porters left. Okay, but I also remember doing a, a final tip like at the... That was just to the guide. Oh, okay. Yeah, the you're guide right, came right. the, the very last day at Machu Picchu. Okay. Okay. But everyone else got tipped when the porters and the horse guys left. Okay. And so, yeah, we uh, we knew it was going to be a steep climb. So you start that day out by um, going to a coffee plantation um, nearby. And you get to see the coffee, how the coffee beans are grown. Uh, you get to uh, pick some of the coffee beans yourself. Mm-hmm. And a local farmer guides you through it and helps you. And what was the one we went to called? I do not recall. I'm sorry. Uh, it's called Starbucks. Oh, Don't wait. You remember? It's like the original Starbucks. Yes. Yeah. But it is uh not associated with the Starbucks company and no. and uh, it's Andean Starbucks. Yeah. Um so uh that I wasn't aware that, that was the actual name of it. I don't think it's the name. I mean it's probably the name of the plantation. It's the not the name of the coffee. Yeah. It's, from the sign it says Inca Andean Coffee Starbucks Camping Welcome. So that's right. what their sign says. So yeah. maybe there's a name in that. Who knows? Could just be a marketing ploy, but that's the one we stopped at. Yeah, delicious coffee. Um, they, they and you know, like we got to pick it and we got to uh, roast the beans. And there's a video of Jared uh, working to roast them as well. Um, and then we, you know, you they grind them as well, and you get to have freshly brewed, freshly roasted coffee, and yeah. it's just amazing and such a good way to start your hike. That's pretty strong, too, if I remember right. Yes, which you need because you're at that point, you're already feeling the pain of going up very steeply, very rapidly. Mm. Um, and I, I remember um, thinking, oh, yeah, this coffee is just hitting the spot. And, and part of me, though, was also kind of wondering, like, why are we stopping here? I just want to get this over with. You just and, started. Jeez. Yeah, and that was me. So a couple, uh, two episodes ago, I mentioned about, or I talked to you guys about how we were surrounded by a lot of dust, and I have really bad dust allergies. So I ended up getting a horrible sinus infection on, on day four. So I'm walking with the Allegedly. sinus infection. And I did. And I'm walking around with this and um, infection. And... Um, so but I think that was the the biggest reason why I was just like, I want to get this over with. Let's keep going. But it was really nice. I am glad in retrospect. I'm just telling you that's how I felt in that moment. And if you find yourself in that situation where you're on day four and you're like, why can't we just keep going? Just enjoy the moment and focus in the moment. It's a beautiful rainforest with so many waterfalls around you and so much wildlife as well. So many beautiful plants. And you're like, you're walking amongst ancient Maya Roads and Maya? ruins. I mean, sorry, Inca. Whoa. Inca, sorry. I yeah. kind of got a hint, hint about where I would like to go. But <laughs> you're, you're surrounded by uh, ancient Inca roads everywhere. And so it's just an amazing um, sight to see and, and to be part of. But this area, um, it has a bunch of little coffee things like this. I mean, mm-hmm. we went to this one. I'm not sure why. I don't know if the company uh, I don't know. goes with them specifically. But it seemed like a pretty local thing. Um, there are some that look pretty upscaled and touristy, mm-hmm. um, but the one we went to, it seemed like it was actually the family lived there and they came out and did it. So it felt pretty good. If that's a true statement, you know, helping out the local farmer right. doing their thing. They also said we could have all the avocado we wanted. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. And then some of the people actually use this really long pole that you, you reach up to grab them 20 to 30 feet in the air and you twist and it kind of catches them and pulls it down. Mm-hmm. Um, and the issue there is it's too expensive to transport uh, avocado because they bruise too easy and get mushy. Right. So it's not worth it for them to transport them to the city from their location. So they like, have as many as you want for free. It's cool. Yeah. And so I think we ended up having like an avocado straight from the tree Well, after we had our coffee. I don't know if you had any, but I had some. No, because I was missing my corn tortilla, fresh okay. corn tortilla for that. Yeah. So uh, there, there's a whole <laughs> bunch of different ones you can go to. I like the one we went to because it you know seemed local, like we were helping out the people who are actually out there growing and, and doing that. But Definitely a cool experience. Definitely a great spot. And yeah, you keep climbing. You are definitely grateful for your walking sticks on day uh, four because the this is just brutal going up and then you're going to be going down. And, and your next significant stop, I think there's several break, breaks in between, but your next significant stop is at La Tapata. No, before that we stopped. Excuse me, where? Um, at the swing. Can you remind me about, about that? Okay. So there's a little spot before you get to La Tapata. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a little store, but they have a swing kind of on a cliff in the Indian mountains and you can pay like two or three soles, I don't know, maybe five uh-huh. and they'll put you on this big swing and swing you out over the cliff and you just get a great view. Oh, that's amazing. Remember you had like a snack there that you bought Yes. and you started to feel slightly better. Yeah, I think still... it, I do remember feeling better. Yeah. So there's actually a, a spot where your, your tour group will reconvene probably because everyone wants to do the swing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and from there we uh, then went to Lactapata, which is a an ancient ancient Inca um, lookout site. It's the high point um, for you know several miles around, and it, it it's you know just another amazing site where you're amongst these ancient ruins, um, and you get to see Machu Picchu from there. And this part of the day. Um, you're still up in the Andes, but you get low and and kind of in some of the areas that actually feels like. The rainforest that you see in the you know on TV, kind of the stereotypical. Um, so you actually get a couple of sections where you'll be like, "Oh, this is the rainforest that I see in pictures and on TV." So it's not a whole lot of that, but there is definitely some of that. Yeah, and so you take off from that area and be prepared from there to really go downhill really fast. It'll be really steep, like I said, and, and you know I'm going to be honest with you right now. Um, and it's not a moment I'm proud of, but it does tell you, it, it might speak to the challengingness of going downhill or how, the steepness of this of this uh, path. Um, I We were behind and I was not feeling my grade. I was just wanting to be done with this. And um, I remember, I thought it was just Jared and me by, by myself in the trail. Not that this justifies it with anything, but um, I ended up tripping and falling and, mm-hmm. and I fell like I really just fell flat on my butt and I got so angry, I threw my walking stick, uh, my walking sticks, and, and I was just so fed up. And then I just remember Jared silent, like very silently telling me, Linda, get up. And I turn around and I realize our tour guide was right behind us. Yeah. And so I just was so embarrassed. Um so the real reason, um, so a part of that, that I was so quick to get you up uh-huh. is because you probably almost died. What do you mean? When you fell, just you almost slipped off the side. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm and just realizing that right now. So me and Roger almost watched you die. So that's why I was trying to get you up so quick is so you wouldn't focus on doing that. And it apparently worked. 
Because after you sulked off and threw a fit, Roger and I talked about it like, oh, we almost watched Linda die. And I was like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you both for um, allowing me to not freak out and for putting up with my little fit right there. So you were too busy throwing a fit to realize that you almost died. Wow, I've never heard of, of, of anger benefiting anybody. I guess. Um, I've been feeling guilty about that this past year. <laughs> no, there was more issues, so um, oh, okay. you carried it way too long. But Anyway, but but I'm glad. Um, but yeah, but it tells you how steep it is. Um, mm. Yeah. But going back to how steep it is, our tour guide, someone who does this like frequently, Roger, his strategy to do it is for like let everyone to get going. And since he's used to it, the elevation and things, is he lets you get like a 30-minute hour start and he just like flies down it. Because oh, God, yeah. He's just... Super fit. And, but it's so much easier to just get it over with than to drag on and take breaks. And so I kind of agree with this philosophy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's easier just to pow through it and be done instead of like subjecting your body to stops and starts, and not moving and going with gravity. So I kind of get that, but that's what he does. So it seems to work. So, you know, I'm kind of kind of a believer of that too. Yeah, I think it, I, you had mentioned it before too, um, that it's kind of better if we just keep going and, and not stop so much. But. Yeah. Um, it, but I think, especially as we start nearing towards the end in this trail, you start running a lot. Remember, I don't know if you remember, there were a lot of times where we would run, we would be literally right behind people for like a good amount of distance and they would not get, get out of our way. And the, yeah, the trail that gets so narrow that, you know, we couldn't do anything yeah. about it. Um, so, um, so, but yeah, it was, uh, finally at some point it starts leveling off, mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah. and during this, you know, you start the day next to your the river that you've become accustomed to. And then as you go up, you move away from it. And then as you come back down, you can start seeing it in the distance through the trees. Because yes. it's all switchbacks, like coming down. Right. So as you switch back and forth, you'll be able to start seeing it as you get closer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And it's just, it looks really, the waterfalls look amazing as you're coming down. And the area is, uh, or, or the land is flattening up. Um, you, you are relieved that you are no more, no longer just going straight downhill and, uh, it, it's just nice. It, it's, you know, you, you get to just enjoy the train. Um, you do start seeing that it's more civilized around you slowly. It gets more, more, you start seeing more markers of civilization, mm. um, until you get to the little town, like Jared mentioned, Hidroelectrica. And there you'll you'll have a chance, a slight chance maybe of getting a couple of snacks, but while you wait we for the train. There. We had a full Did lunch we? at a restaurant. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm re- I was confusing for some reason. I was very confused. But you know, you're right. We had a full lunch there, mm-hmm. and it was probably my favorite uh, lunch because we had my favorite meal ever. It Did was you? a lom- yes, that's the only meal I specifically remember. Oh. It was the lomo saltado limeño. Okay. <laughs> but uh, um, but but yeah, we got to have like a really awesome meal, and we got to tip our tour guide as well. Yeah, but going back. So once you do your switchbacks, you'll eventually cross over the river, and that's kind of the point when it becomes flat. Mm. So as you approach Hydroelectrica, the town and the dam, because there's actually a dam out there. You can't actually go to it, but you'll see it to the left if you're paying attention. And that bridge is pretty cool. Um, I wanted to actually get my GoPro out. It would have been the first time to take some video, but Linda was still going through her issues, and it kind of ruined it. And then there was this other group that came up behind us before I could walk back to it. And they took over the bridge and kind of monopolized it. And as we've mentioned, groups have bully power, so they were bigger than me, so they were able to group bully me away. <laughs> and from nobody it. in our group was interested, apparently. They had so. already done it because they were so far ahead of us. I oh, don't know if you remember. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So I didn't have any any backup. So that group was able to group bully me away from the bridge. Okay. 
And then, you know, so we, we had lunch at, in town. Mm-hmm. I did some cash exchange, I think, because we needed, I wanted to make sure we had enough soles. Yes. Yeah. So I went and got more cash um, just in case because I didn't know if we'd have enough. So I, I had more. Um, we had lunch. We got on the train. We had the panoramic view. Uh huh. I don't know if it's that much of a difference between the regular. I did enjoy the dancers, though, the entertainment. I'm sure that's on both because they want to <laughs> push their, their merchandise. But we'll talk about that here in a second. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, so you get a panoramic. So it has like plexiglass or glass in the ceiling that you can kind of look out, but it's not really aimed at anything. Mm-hmm. We've only taken, uh, we've, we've ridden this, this train twice. So mm-hmm. We've only had the panoramic view twice, so I can't compare it to the regular. So maybe it's a lot better. I don't know, but... I'm not sure that it's necessarily a requirement. I think you get it automatically for the ride to Aguas Calientes, mm-hmm. and then you may not get it on the way back. But um, at some point after you know you board the train, the dancers come out, and you know, Felina, you want to talk about how much you love them? Well, it's a specific dancer, it was or two was it one or two? Um, I specifically remember one, and they're dressed in the tradition or in what I I assume to be traditional Inca um, dance gar- uh, garments. And including the, a mask, and um, and they they give you a good. There's a we did a recording of it, and I'm sorry I didn't listen to it recently, but it's the impersonation of a god, and I don't remember which god, but they they basically do like a dance ritual for you um, in the in the train, and it was just really nice to to see it and experience, and it brings a good energy to the ride. And so the whole point of the thing is, I mean, they're there to entertain you. But also everything they wear is for sale, and they'll come through after their performance and be like, oh, you want to buy this stuff? Yeah. And so that's the thing that happens. You also get like a drink and a snack, kind of like an airplane. Mm-hmm. Um, and after a short train ride, um, you know, you parallel the river as you come to Aquas uh, Calientes. Uh, you arrive there. I don't know if it's 30, 45 minutes or an hour, but it's not a very long ride. No. Um, you get there. We all got off, and they took us over to our hotel. Right. And we checked in. And yes. Eventually, later that night, we all had our last dinner, correct? Yes. Yeah. There's the last paid-for dinner by Llama Path. There's only a couple of things you can get on your own, or you can, you can make up the difference or get drinks or whatever you want like that. But mm-hmm. they got a selection that you can get. And then Aquas Calientes is like a completely... It's one of these other towns that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for the tourism. Right. There there aren't a whole lot of people. Uh, they, they're all there for the service industry, um, and it's mm-hmm. relatively empty. empty. Um, other than the hot springs there, where it gets its name, there's not a whole lot of like ancient Incan stuff. Right. Well, it's mostly a town to support um, the tourism to, into Machu yeah. Picchu. That's what it is now. Yeah. So our visit to Aguascalientes marked the end of our most of our hike up to Machu Picchu. This is the last stop that you actually make out on the trail. I still had hike the next day. Right. That was an extra one. Um, but you are basically that night staying in a hotel. Yeah. And you're you're saying goodbye to definitely to all the camping, and so you're you're staying in a hotel that night, and you get to relax um, or do anything you might want to do that night in Aguascalientes, mm-hmm. um, and so that pretty much almost wraps up this uh, our 2019 Peru adventure, mm-hmm. um, and that brings us to you know are you looking for more opportunities to escape the quarantine? To see some of the pictures from Peru and other adventures, follow Adventures with BG on Instagram or Facebook. As always, if you like this podcast, don't forget to subscribe or follow it in your favorite podcasting app. 
If you're listening on Apple, uh, if you could leave us a five-star review, that'd be great. It really helps us grow and makes us look better, and we kind of pop on the search page. That'd be really great of you. Um, That's all for today, guys. Make sure you have fun, stay hydrated, and stay safe as you wander into the woods.